Hello, welcome to a new episode. I don't got intro music, people hate it, but we got a guest. We got my dear friend, very, very funny, Zach Brazil. You probably know him from his Dave Ramsey videos. Uh, what's up, Zach? How are we? Good, I'm good, Kyle. How you doing? I'm feeling good. This is this sounds really good, but it's the shadiest link I've ever gotten. I just got oh, yeah. a KMSB email to just a straight link, and the first one was dead. And I fell for a phishing scam the other day, so I was a little worried. What did you fall for? Dude, there's a phishing scam with like Instagram where they, they try and tell you that someone's logging into your account and to go and change your password. But it's so common that on the Instagram app, they have a tab to see if the email's from them. And I was like, ah, they've sent me this five times. It must be real. And then I put it in and then I checked Instagram. It was absolutely not real. So did you, you – oh, so you didn't fall for it then. I thought you might have fell for no, it. No, no, I fell for it, but I don't think anything will happen. I just changed all my passwords. It's not like I threw a credit card in, you know. You think someone's trying to steal your Dave Ramsey videos, steal your content? <laughs> no. I think people are trying to steal everything and anything, though. The mass unemployment stuff, there was so much fraud going on. Like, Social Security numbers are just floating out there since that Experian data leak in, like, 2017. You know, there's no privacy on the web anymore. Yeah, I don't know how much there ever was, but Edward Snowden no claims now. there was in the beginning, but I don't know if I believe him. Well, you're on the uh, you don't have the smartphone, right? So you're off the grid. No, I got back on the grid during the oh, pandemic so that I could fraud. make these Dave Ramsey videos. So I got back on the grid in June, but I still have no data on my plan. It's just text and talk, but I, I gotta get data soon. So what do you like? Have to have Wi-Fi? Yeah, you have to have Wi-Fi. And iPhone is so brutally proprietary that, like, if you text me and you have an iPhone, iPhone will always send my phone iMessages because it's an iPhone. So if I leave Wi-Fi, then I won't get those messages until I come back. It's a scam. They, you know, But I could text you a text message. No, I got, a yeah, difference yeah. between, like, SMS and iMessage. It's a disaster. Yeah, no, that's frustrating. There, I mean, it's all a scam. All, I don't even get... I maybe I'm stupid. I don't even get what data is. Like, it, how come it was free for so long, and then all of a sudden, when I was like 20 years old, they were like, "Oh yeah, we charge with data now." I don't know. And then they slow your speeds at certain rates, even if you have unlimited. Xfinity's about to cap speeds on people's home internet. They they just got to get as much money as they can. That's what I mean. Like, I, I it makes I don't is data a physical thing? It, like, I don't think it is. Right? No. So it's just made up. So they're just being like, oh, yeah, you're using all... What the fuck is data? How am I using it? I don't know what data... I don't know what data is. I don't know what the difference is between SMS. People allege that iMessages is technically safer from hacking than SMS. So I guess that's cool, but I'm not planning on being hacked anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure everyone... It's we'll get hacked at some point the way the world's going right now just fucking for a job interview you have to show like 10 years worth of text or something insane in the future maybe oh yeah i could see it i could absolutely see it yeah i mean that would be horrifying uh, oh facebook everything you've ever typed is there forever and then i read edward snowden's book and i learned everything you've ever typed into the search bar even if you never like if you thought about searching for something and then you deleted it halfway through, that is all. That's been totally logged. Anytime you've touched a key, it's totally logged. Oh, they're after us. In perpetuity for the rest of your life. Yes, I mean, most of mine just probably porn. I guess is the word. I mean, probably my Google search history is probably weird at some points. I'm sure. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody's a freak, so, you know, it's not like it's, it would be anything that anyone hadn't seen before. But it is interesting that you could take anything out of context and make anyone a monster. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I have a I have a buddy who was in the uh, military, and we we used to mess with them by just, just sending, like, uh, we would Google, like, gay military porn pitches. <laughs> you know what I mean? They would just be like guys in camo like sucking yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like giving thumbs up and hand jobs and we used to just send them that in a group text to make us laugh <laughs> right so i have that searched multiple times throughout the years off the top of my head so that'll come up you know if you ever tried to say you support the troops or something people would say you were sexually harassing the troops they'd print <laughs> those things out they'd be like kyle's trying to be a predator against the troops save the troops from kyle yeah all of a sudden i'm not a troops guy <laughs> you're too into the troops yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. You gave it all up for the troops. You gave up the back door for the troops. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely searched weird stuff. I definitely said stuff over text, and I'm sure everyone will fucking regret it. If it like, who the fuck? Oh, when it comes to, you know, I've been texting since I was 14 years old. You know Exactly, I mean? yeah. You're not even a person anymore. And what's funny is, like, it does come back to haunt people. The MLB dealt with this like two seasons ago. Yeah, they the had kid, multiple uh, kids, multiple of them. They were bringing up tweets from when they were 14 year old. 14. Children. It's crazy. You're a kid. Your brain's not fucking developed. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, it's it, the people who act like you don't change from age 14 <laughs> on is like. Are you fucking crazy? I was a fucking absolute punk when I was 14. Yeah, everything was different. You you shouldn't even be remotely the same when you're 14 years old. You should be unrecognizable to you. Yeah, yourself. that's what's so horrifying about these kids now that, like, they start on Facebook when they're, like, 11. It's like everything you ever did wrong is just out there. Oh, some of them, the parents been throwing up photos of them from birth, from the birthing room. Oh, yeah. You've never had a minute without a phone in your face. Yeah, uh... No, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's a slippery slope for everybody. Well, we're already way down this. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Unless you go fully off the grid, there's nothing you can do. Oh, yeah, I mean, 100%. I do like to talk about it, though. Exactly, yeah, that's how I am. I'm not going to do much to change it. I'm going to sit back on my couch and just fucking hope and smoke some herb here and there. Right, it but, just kind of makes you a negative person. Like, I just bring up these things that I have no yeah, yeah, yeah. change and can't change. Just bomb everybody out that everything is tracked. And... Yeah, that's where I'm pretty much at. And then I get I get lumped in as, like, some, like, extreme conspiracy theory guy. And I'm like, no, I'm not that. I just, like. No, Snowden's a mainstream. That stuff's all provable. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I'll get into that stuff and shit but in, like. I don't go too deep into, like, the actual craziness. No, you can't go too deep. You get too into the NSA, the Iraq War. It, it's all over. You you can't be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Especially me, because I didn't pay any attention my entire life until... It's like you can't not pay attention now. It's shoved down your throat. So, I didn't know anything about is, world though. events. Huh? I, I, I tuned off the news since, basically, Election Day, because I got suckered into two really big stories. Well, I let the news like totally affect me. When Trump got COVID, I was, I, I haven't watched cable TV since, but I was wrapped to the TV. I'm talking, <laughs> I probably watched 16 hours of news coverage that weekend because they had me beta breath. And by the end of it, I was like, dude, this is f- totally fake. They kept me on my edge of my seat so that I would just sit there and watch commercials. This is a scam. You know what I mean? Just tell me on Friday he's in the hospital. 
Tell me when he gets out. I don't need to know it. I was watching press conferences, analysis from Don Lemon. It was a disgrace. Yeah, why? Well, you just got sucked in. I got I sucked got in. I got sucked in. And then yeah. I realized on day two that, like, oh, I was just viewing it as, like, a soap opera drama. It wasn't to get news. It was it was an entertainment program at that point. Yeah, I got sucked in early to, like, the COVID stuff, and I was, like, really losing my mind and thinking it was never going to end and it's miserable and the world sucks and all that, which I still kind of think, but... I do, too, and I agree with you, and the COVID's a great example because we never got any more information. Like, my dad had COVID a few months ago, and it was like... Dude, when he got COVID, we had no idea what we were supposed to do when you get COVID. Every day, they just tell you 10,000 more people have it. And if your oxygen drops, you might die. But you have no, like, what do I do? Do I take zinc? Do I sleep? What am I supposed to do if I'm not dead? And then it's just like, you hear every story you hear from every single person is like so fucking varying and different. It's like, who do I fucking believe? Like, I didn't know a ton of people that had it until probably the last like month or two. And then it's like tons of people I knew. There were situations where, like, like a boyfriend got it and a girlfriend didn't, or vice versa. Or yeah, like, yeah. Like, I know a kid who was like, mother got it and father didn't, and vice versa, shit like that. Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. We have no clue what's going on. And it's just it's just that when, when it comes to the news, they don't give you any information. They just do get you hyped up. You want to know every day how many cases, where, who said what, who did this. And then you realize, dude, nothing has changed. Yeah. I got rid of, like you said, you stopped watching the news. I got rid of the Twitter app. I'll go on the website sometimes on my phone, like, bored, but I got rid of the actual app, and I completely deleted my Facebook. Oh, you don't even have an account? Not even Facebook No, I, I just, early COVID, I got so sick of it. I never really liked Facebook. I had it because, like, for comedy, I guess, like, to just post shit the same way you post on Twitter and Instagram, you know? Right. But then... I always hated it, and then with the COVID shit, it was just too much because I was starting to buy into the early hysteria and thinking, like, everything sucked, and then it was just like, I don't need to hear fucking every idiot in the world's opinion on it, and everyone just got political, but, like, over the last year, every every single person, like, the stupidest people I know, the smartest people I know, like, everyone's posting political shit. I just didn't give a fuck anymore. It was so insane. My New Year's resolution is to not read a single internet comment in the year 2021. It's going to be very <laughs> difficult, but I'm going to try and do it. Just no comments on things? You'll just read articles? No comments. I'll read articles because I love comments, dude. I love no, me comment too. sections. Reddit's a giant comment section. I love a comment. That New York Times comment section, I love a comment. And they're never productive. I've never left a comment feeling like I, I had a good use of time. But sometimes you hear anecdotes that you repeat, but like... It, people are so angry and they're yeah. so they're so upset. In yeah, no responses to like any, any pretty much any newspaper on earth when it posts an article on Twitter, the responses are just fucking mayhem. Yeah, so I feel like I'll just stick to the articles and just eliminate comments from my life. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. the comments are funny though. Well, the comments are the best. I mean, the comments drive the trap. It's like the New York Times doesn't need a comment section. You know what I mean? If you're a world-class news reporting service, you don't need to leave it available for some random guy named like Happy Pills 1269420 <laughs> to write how you can make money online marketing. Like you don't need that. They do that just to get clicks, but I I'm, they're not getting me anymore. No no comments from me. Yeah. Uh no, I but it's I remember back as long as there's been like the the access to it people have done it well and like it just wasn't as realized like i remember 
back way back in like 10 probably 12 years ago like boston.com and shit whatever random articles and like the herald had a comment section and shit and they'd be fucking hilarious like just maniacs saying crazy shit like it always is but it just wasn't as rampant back then Dude, and the now it's like a... they were maniacs and then there was like people who had like a really kind of almost sadistic sense of humor like trolls but oh, there was no, no one in between. There were people who lost their mind, and there was people trying to goad people into being crazy. But now everyone's in the comment section, and they take everything literally in at face value. It's like no one thinks anything is a joke. Sometimes I'll post comedy videos online, and people will debate with me as if what I said I believed. You know what I mean? I, I made a video screaming about Donald Trump, how he shouldn't come to the suburbs. And the suburbs is riding with Joe Biden. There were people who thought I was serious. Yeah, and I mean, your video is very sarcastic. Like, so, I mean, your so whole, people do not understand sarcasm. Personality is very sarcastic, it. you know? Yeah, they, they don't get it, though. They don't. They want it to be true because they want to be upset. Well, yeah, you're not like allowed to be sarcastic anymore about stuff that people don't want to hear. It was like, dude, in this video, I was holding up an eggplant, telling Donald Trump to show me his eggplant, and he had no claim to the suburban lifestyle. Like, in what <laughs> world is that a real person? Yeah, and it's like, who is this person that's like, and not even like a, a stab at you. It's not like you don't have millions and millions of followers. Like, oh, who is this person finding you just like a regular young comedian trying to like get your fucking videos out there so people see you? Like, they found you, and they're still like, well, actually, Donald Trump fucking could come to the suburbs. Dude, I had another one where I com- talked about bandana masks, and I compared them to Hanky Code, which was like a gay sex signaling system in the 1970s. <laughs> and it was like, at first, I didn't like bandanas because they don't protect from COVID, but I don't want to be insensitive to the Hanky Code community. So this is my apology for shaming bandana wearers. And then someone wrote, this is misinformation. Bandanas do work. I'm like, dude, this video is about Hanky Code. You really <laughs> yeah. thought this was a public health announcement? <laughs> Mixed information. Like, you have a fucking duty to your fucking listeners right. <laughs> to make it clear that this gay sex joke has nothing to do with COVID-19. If you were like, oh, I had no clue who to listen to, but this guy is telling me about Hanky Code. Now I feel like I'm going to change my I, COVID behavior. I, I, I'm not hip to Hanky Code. I don't really know the history here. Dude, Hanky Code, is a, it's a hilarious Google if you look it up. Like, guys would hang handkerchiefs or bandanas in their back pocket, and depending on the color in which pocket you put it in, it would be like a signal as to what you were into. It's like tapping the foot at the airport restroom, Larry Craig. So it was like red is like you take it in the butt. Just example, blue is like you don't take it in the butt, something yeah, like that. Yeah, some of them get really graphic. One of them is like you're into pilots. They get very specific, too. Specifically pilots? How many, how many colors are there? <laughs> Dude, anything beyond the whole rainbow. Any any difference in color, and, you could you could do it. But how could you like easily find bandanas that color? And also, you were just expected as a gay man to memorize <laughs> the list, that big old list. Yeah, there was a big study guide when you came out in the seventies. You had to really <laughs> study hard before you could get into lifestyle. Hanky <laughs> Code, I like the name. It's such a funny name. But yeah, I mean that is. You should be disgusted with yourself for spreading misinformation about a very serious... I know. People are going to be flipping out. They're not going to know how to react during corona. Yeah. Hanky code. That's good. Put, put that in your Google search. The NSA will be glad to have... Uh, yeah, hanky code. code. I, I have some... Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely got some creepy shit in the Google search. I, I just Google, like, uh, 
<laughs> if anything, they're probably on to me just because of how, like, simple and stupid I am. You know what I mean? Because, like, if I don't know something, especially now when I'm trying to, like, somewhat learn what's going on, even though I, like, reluctantly do it, I'll just Google, like, <laughs> like why is everyone afraid of China? <laughs> like, just real general. I'll just click on, like, 15 articles in a Dude, row. What and try do you to get? Learn. What do you get? Like, a BuzzFeed article that's, like, 15 well, I'll usually, crazy yeah, memes I, about China. No, no. Usually you'll find some that'll be, like, but it's always, like, it's always, like, the websites that they try to condition you into thinking of, like, fake and crazy. You know what I mean? So you kind of like, oh, well, should I believe that website, you know? Like what? You're reading, like, Breitbart or something? About Stuff like that pops up a lot, yeah. And that's just like, I don't know. I've never read anything on there. I don't know if it's like a real website. I just know it gets associated with, like, the fucking maniacs on the right. Dude, the right. But then there's other ones that are just crazy on the left, you know? Like, all the articles, you don't know what the fuck to believe, so. Well, the difference is, for some reason, opinion articles have been elevated to like god level stat to fact you know what i mean yeah like yeah someone will write up an opinion article that is literally just a guy or a woman with thoughts and then people are like this is true i might start doing one just like your uh average blue collar op opinion article you could get one try and write one for the herald yeah howie car coming for you dude howie car People would be ready for Howie to lose the seat at the You table. lefties. The thing about you lefties. I've never listened to like a second Howie car. I used to as a kid all the time. We would listen to Howie in the car. I'll read him because it'll make me laugh because he's just such like, you read it and you're like, this guy is such a oh, fucking asshole. I remember reading one. I was like, dude, this is so shameful, but he's a, he's a, he's masterful with his words. It's so over <laughs> the top. At one point, he was like, the left won't let me call them illegals, so I'm just going to call them valedictorians. Last night in Lawrence, three valedictorians mugged somebody. It's like, dude, he wrote he wrote a thing before the election, like to Elizabeth Warren, and he wrote it like in like, oh, I'm too dumb to like put it into words. He wrote it like the way you would read, say, a book that was like written mm-hmm. about Indians, the way they would write it, like in quotes, how the Indian talk. He wrote the article like that, like he would start like. He would start, like, uh, paragraphs with, like, Misa, so interested, like, shit like that, like, right in, like, in, like, uh, Ebonics that, like, Native Americans would speak, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, like, that's Like, smoke so them the peace pipe, like, ending paragraphs saying shit like that and stuff. It's been, like, eight years since that scandal, and that's, you know, that's still what he's kicking it with. I love Howie, though. I love that Howie lives in Wellesley, and he just talks all this smack about the elites. Oh, dude, but it's like you read his stuff, and I'm like, if he ever wrote about me, I'd want to kill this guy. He can be such a smug fucking asshole, dude. <laughs> the shit he writes about people is insane. I'm like, no wonder this guy's like still got a job and he's still doing good. He's so divisive and insane. Dude, on the radio, he used to call his get like his sidekick VB Virgin Boy. I, I think he was like a fat guy in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about his radio show. I just like. Read his articles here. Oh, the radio show was amazing. Back in like 2006, dude, the opening was like machine gun fire, and it was like, how we can great from ages 8 to 80. He'd have something called the chump line where you could call in and just complain about a corrupt public official, and he'd like play your voicemail. It was a disaster, but it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, he he lives for like, like if he doesn't like you for whatever reason, he never stops writing about you. You know what I mean? Like... Who's that fucking guy in Massachusetts that crashed his car? He brings that guy up 
in like two articles a week. He's like Tim Crash, whatever yes, the guy's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. last name is. No, I know who you're talking about. It's the former lieutenant governor for Deval Patrick. I think his yeah. name was Tim Murray, who got caught going back to Worcester doing like one ten yeah, and yeah, he, sixty-five. Dude, he, He's bringing up a speeding ticket from like fifteen years ago. He, he bring like there's certain things that he never drops. He brings up uh. Obama's aunt still all the time. Oh yeah, I remember that because that at least that happened in Massachusetts. It was so in Sal- she was living in Salty. She was right across from Cumberland Farms. Did you ever see her? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I walked by her once or twice. I know. You ever get a couple ninety nine cent coffees with her in the morning? I never met the woman. She lived right at Ellen Fifth, like that old people home, from what I was told. And what did they deport her? What was the story? She wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, I don't even remember. He just calls her like auntie, whatever. It- <laughs> Oh, I mean, he's a ruthless, ruthless man with really nothing to say other than he hates political corruption. But everybody's corrupt except for Trump in his mind. He did a huge Trump pivot, too. Yeah, I think I think just anyone who like was already against like liberals had like no they just all went to Trump like. And then was just no look. It was just like, what the fuck else they're gonna go? But Howie would even trash Republicans. Like he used to call Charlie Baker. Oh, tall he hates Duvall. Charlie Baker. Tall Duvall, yeah. Tall Duvall is a great. Name. He has he has no respect for Charlie Baker. I you know I don't have too much disrespect for Charlie Baker, but I do think he's one of the worst public speakers of all time. He's like an empty suit. This guy has yeah. He, he he's six foot four. He doesn't act like it. He, he acts like he's five two. <laughs> yeah, you think he's a coward? He does, dude. He acts like he's five two. Like at the Fenway open urinals for the first time as an eight-year-old and he's looking around terrified. And it's like, dog, you're the governor of the state <laughs> and you're 6'4 and you're 60. How are you this shamed? How did you want to be governor? That's what I'll never understand about Charlie. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck wants to be anything like that? Like who wants that shit? Oh, I think the people who want it now are getting increasingly, increasingly insane. Because Deval Patrick was going to run for president, but his wife hates it. His wife hates when when he runs because he gets dragged through the mud and she gets dragged through the mud. Like, they take on the whole family. Oh, of course, in, yeah. In, That's what you're signing up for. Oh, yeah. But you didn't used to sign up for that. So I think now the only people who are going to agree to sign up for this insanity is, like, really, truly crazy people. Like, crazy <laughs> people who just want attention so much they don't care if it's negative or not. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Just gonna be mayhem on both sides. Oh, it already is. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's they it bring pretty. people's children into it. They make up lies, you know. Oh, I mean, especially now, you can just literally like, because there's so much new bullshit every day. So it's like routine for people to tweet shit, and then like a day or two later, if it comes out it's a lie, and they're just like, oh, I didn't have the right information. And by the time they apologize. There's 15 new fucking stories that no one cares about. Right. No one remembers, like, if it was a lie. They just remember that it was said. They, they pick what, whatever you say first becomes the truth. Yeah. Or whatever, but it's not even that. It's like whatever anyone else says about you becomes the truth, too. Right, it's fucking right, insanity. Right. So we're not going to have any reasonable people running for office ever. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's probably true. <laughs> Crazy, insane criminals. My new thing is just I want all 535 members of Congress to resign for the epic failure of the COVID crisis. I called Ed Markey the other day. I left a very polite voicemail and asked him if he would consider resigning and to give me a call back and let me know what he thought. You're going to turn into a... Who was the guy? 
that ate at the restaurant and got bad service. Steve McConaughey. Steve McConaughey. He started a Who's... 60 day boycott. Yeah, 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 Aquitaine yeah. restaurant in Dedham, Massachusetts. <laughs> Steve McConaughey makes me laugh. I'm not even trash at Steve McConaughey, but I don't know him that well personally. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's that's what I mean. He's, always, he's made me laugh a few times. Oh, I got hilarious. no problem with and him. And that but... was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Twitter. He was thing... dead serious. It was completely earnest. For anyone listening to what, I mean, the, anyone listening doesn't know this except maybe a couple of our friends. This older guy who's a Boston comedian. He's funny, a comedian. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He he had this legit, like, he was on this Facebook kick against this one, like, specific just local restaurant. It wasn't, like, some world-famous place. And he tweeted about it. Oh, not Facebook. Like, every day for months, like, I'm boycotting this place. Their service was very bad. They didn't treat me right. Yeah, it wasn't even a public thing. Like, they couldn't see it. It was a Facebook status update. So only people he personally knew could see it. And it was, like, day 37 of the Aquitaine boycott. And he <laughs> finally got in touch with the manager after, like, 60 days. That's going to be you with all these politicians. <laughs> like, I have oh, still not heard back from any of the 535 members of Congress. It's been six months. You know, and it's funny because it's such like a, a baseline hack thing to just say all politicians are criminals, especially if you're comic, and everyone agrees with you because they, they both imagine, like both sides just imagine you're talking about the other side. And if you never specify and you just call everyone a criminal, it, it definitely works. Yeah, no, that's funny. I forgot about that thing, the boycott. And never forget the Aquitaine boycott. I still haven't stepped foot in that place. I haven't even <laughs> gone to the city of Dedham since. He couldn't pay me to. I have to be in solidarity with Steve. <laughs> Ew, I, imagine, like, <laughs> like posting that when you're just, like, a regular guy. You don't have millions of followers or anything, and you're posting about some boycott on social media. Dude, but it always works. I mean, managers respond to Yelp reviews of, like, Susie Lee from Woburn just saying that her cake was burnt. It's like oh, yeah. no everyone's everyone's horrible now. Every person is just the worst. I seen a video the other day, and it was like, how can you even root for either one of these fucking people? It was like one lady that <laughs> she's getting accused of. I don't even know how I saw it. It's just these random like Instagram videos pop up, and you, there's no escaping them. They're always there. Right, the feuds. And it was only like a minute long. I, I probably watched thirty seconds of it, but I got the gist of it was. The woman filming is saying she works for DoorDash, mm-hmm. and the girl she's filming told DoorDash her food never came, so she didn't pay for it. And she's like, you're trying to get me fired for my job, but she like went to the girl who she's filming's job to call her out in the Jesus. middle of the fucking place she works. It's like, you're both awful. Like, if right. you did that to fuck over this DoorDash lady, you're a scumbag, obviously. But like you're, you think you, just because you're in the right doesn't mean you're not a complete fucking loser, psycho at this point. Like no, everyone's completely on edge, completely on edge. I was in like a CVS parking lot the other day, and this kid cuts me off, and then he flips me off. It's like, dude, you're 17 wearing a drug rug. What kind of rush could you be in that you need to be flipping someone off in a CVS parking lot? It's like 3 p.m. You got nothing to do, but people immediately go to anger. Did you flip him the bird back? No, I didn't. I almost got out of the car. I was ready to rumble. I really was. No, because you know I go to anger, too. That's what I was going to say. Nothing makes people more mad than getting the finger when they don't expect it. I used to do it as like just like a prank when we were like 16, 17. Just give random people the finger. People flip the fuck out, dude. 
Yeah, they don't like it. They people don't like to be. Uh, pers- they don't like to you know feel disrespected. Flipping the bird, I, and I think it's like if, if some sixteen year old kid drove by and flips me the bird for no reason, I'd be howling laughing. Right, but right. People would literally. I remember like it was, I still will still do it. Like they'd be like, "You fuck you, motherfucker!" <laughs> like screaming at the car and shit. Dude, you see road rage all the time. Even if you haven't done anything, someone's just eager to pass oh. you. They're ready to flip out. Dude, I had a. I wasn't in the car, but I have four friends who were in the car, so they all vote for this. My friends were driving home from golf once, like on the highway, wherever the fuck they were, and to mess with the kid who was driving, they were all drunk, the kid driving was sober, to mess with them, my buddy mooned a car when they were driving by, yeah. and the guy flew up to them and ran them into the guardrail and like fucked up my buddy's car. And on then, the highway? Yeah. And then he, mooning? And then he took off and just like left. It was like a hit, legitimate hit and run on the fucking highway. Like He <laughs> ran them into a guardrail and flew off the next exit. Oh, that's so much aggression. I, I can get a little heat in the car, though, because, like, I don't drive that regularly. So when there's traffic, I'm like, well, this is not my responsibility. Like, hey, guys, I don't do this commute every day. I shouldn't have to be in this traffic. I remember one time I was at the CBS Scene Comedy Club, and I was trying to go back into the city for a second show. But the New England Revolution had a game. So 25,000 people were trying to get out of the parking lot. So I was leaving at the same time. I got stuck in that traffic, and I was—I cut a guy off. He was flipped out, and it was like, "Hey, I shouldn't have to be in this traffic. I'm here for a different reason. Yeah, this but is that, your traffic. I should get to skip it." That's your own fault because Gillette's a joke. It's one road in, one road out. Uh, After any event, there is crazy. No. You can't even get out of your section of the parking lot to get into the like no. alley to get out of. You're the in stop stop and go traffic for like seventy to ninety minutes before you get on the highway. Like, it's so crazy. When I've gone to large events, like large soccer games, we just tailgate before and after because what is the point of leaving? Yeah, you got to either tailgate after or one time me and my buddy just took the fucking commuter rail and it's packed with drunk people on the way home, but it's fucking pretty easy, dude. You fly in and out. Right, it is right there. And do they wait till the end of the game? Oh, yeah, right after the game. You go, you got like 20, 30 minutes after the game to get there and then it just goes. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. If you have like some beers in your pocket for the ride home, you'll have some fun. It's not a bad time. But people are shit face on them, obviously. It's just a (laughs) commuter rail train of drunk people. Oh, I'm sure somebody passes. Somebody throws up on somebody probably every ride. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. People, mostly people sleeping, but I'm sure people puke every time, yeah. Too bad we can't go to Gillette. Illegal. Yeah. uh, Yeah, everything, I'm, is everything shut back down? You you seem to be back. I'm in Massachusetts right now. Everything's, everything's. I don't know. You can do whatever you want, but you, you the only thing you can't do is live entertainment, and I could not come see you in New Jersey to sit in your house and record this podcast, but I could go to the Encore Casino, get drunk, grind on a stranger, and smoke <laughs> yeah. a couple cigarettes outside, and that would be totally legal. Yeah, I had a buddy who said at Encore, it's like uh, there's a like glass partition between every single chair at the table, so if you like gambling, it's like a thing between you and each person individually. But there's just like little things at the bottom to like slide your money through. And it's and like what? It in, in what? Does it go all the way to how the ceiling? How bad ceiling? do you want to play blackjack? floats right over it. And it's just like how bad do you want to play? Like you're going to go sit in that? It's not even fun. Oh, you, you've got to be kind of messed up. But you, you've you just got to be on edge, you know, because you could always gamble at home. So you did want to go out and see people. You, I don't know. You're trying. You oh, want no, to support yeah, your definitely just people, people that love casinos, definitely. I love casinos. Encore is not a bad time. Those table minimums are way too high, though. But a little video poker at Encore is not a bad time. Yeah, no, I uh, I, I have fun at casinos. I'm not a huge gambler, but I'll play a little roulette, a little blackjack. I'll fuck around. 
I take it so personally when I lose money, though. It, it like, kills me. I think I can handle it until it's all gone. Yeah. And then I, I'm just like, like, I take out, like, 100 bucks, and I'm feeling good. You win a few hands, you're up to, like, 120, and then you lose it all in the end. And I feel, I take it so, it, it makes me so emotional. I'm, like, so sad after it. Yeah. I have uh, multiple friends I grew up with who are going to listen to this and think you're insane because <laughs> they gamble huge money whenever they go. I'm a frugal guy. So no, I'm not a big. I, mean? I if I go to the casino, I've never been in the position where I make enough money to be fucking crazy. You know what right, I mean? and and you know what? You you hit the ATM once because it's like a six dollar fee. Yeah, so like, I'm not re-upping. You get yeah. what you get. You Last know? time I went to the casino, I took out two hundred and I actually like got, I did all right in roulette and I ended up leaving with like five hundred. Yeah, that's what you always think happens, and everyone lies to themselves too. Like I've never met a person from Greater Boston who's gone to Las Vegas and said anything other than. Eh, it paid for the trip. You know, we made enough. We did all right at the casino. Oh, no, like, no, not me and my friends. Dude, Vegas would be bankrupt if everyone made just enough to pay for the trip. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went on Vegas with, like, big groups of bachelor parties. And, I mean, between everyone, they'd made thousands of us. Thousands and thousands and thousands. But there'd be, like, a group of 20, 30 people on one of the bachelor parties. They're fucking between all of us. They got Who knows what they took off us? Right, I bet no one won money because even if you won a little money at blackjack, then you're gonna spend it somewhere else. No, but even at end when it's that many people, especially like some of my friends like love to gamble. If someone won ten grand, there's still someone that probably lost that much. You know what I mean to like even right. though just those one two people. Yeah, I would hate to lose ten grand. Have you been to Vegas? No, I've never been to Vegas. I think I would love it though. Yeah, well, if you like to gamble, I mean, you don't drink, so it's a little different, but. I don't drink, but I like to gamble, and I love Americana, and I lo- I love if if the place like is such a disaster that I'm like, what what is humanity going for? That this is like the peak of our civilization. Like I love malls, and I feel like <laughs> Vegas is a giant mall with people on their worst and least impressive behavior. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would love to see that, and just like you know, what it, what is it? The Bellagio? They got these casinos with like fake gondolas. I love fake stuff. You yeah, know? no, and I mean it's it's. In a lot of ways, it is like a fucking lawless place. Like as long as you don't fist fight or like, like run around naked or something, like you're probably not going to get arrested, no matter how drunk and fucking insane you act. And everybody who works there makes pretty good money, right? All those bouncers. All I those mean, I'd have to assume. Like when you go to the pool parties, dude, every single kid that works as like a the kid running out the beers is fucking like a some jacked, juiced up kid, and the girls are like legitimate models. They like fly. They one of the girls that we were talking to her. She was like, "Yeah, I, I like, I'm like a model. I'm trying to be a model in L.A." She was like, "I fly out to Vegas for the weekend and I'll make like thirty grand waitressing." That's insane. Yeah. You went to the pool parties. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, they're wild. Are they? I mean, it's literally like thousands of people. So they have like, it's like one giant pool. But then we got because we had a batch of parties. We had enough people. If everyone threw up like a couple hundred bucks, you could like get this fucking. We had, like, our own little private pool, like, above the big pool. Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, and so it's, like, you fucking drink up there. You People, they have, like, a waiter up there and stuff. And you can obviously go down to the regular pool if you want. But it's just mayhem. It's thousands of people in a pool. This I can't imagine the germs. And it, you can't swim. Like, it's a wading pool, right? I would love to see someone try and swim laps. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I forget. I mean, I swim definitely. Swim laps at the Wind Casino pool party. The first time I ever went, I was, like, I was literally 21, I think. We went out for, like. These older kids were going out, and, like, few of us hopped on the trip. And uh, we were, I mean, I'm sure I did a cannonball in there drunk at one point being a jerk, but. Right, and people were, were probably pissed. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, like, deep, deep people. Someone, people were definitely drunk. There's so many people there, and they're so drunk. 
Yeah, it would be crazy if there were, and you'd be such a jerk to actually swim. <laughs> yeah, I so mean, you're, you're just not going to stand sw- around. You can't like soggy. swim laps, right? You literally just go in the water because it's so hot that you go in every like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, it's wicked hot out there. Yeah, I got kicked out of a pool party my first time out there when I was like twenty one. Why? What'd you do? Uh, I was real just drunk over the course of the day, and uh, every time I got out of the water, I thought it was funny. I'd I just like pulled my ass out when I was getting out of the pool to make my friends laugh. So I'd like that climb, is pretty funny. Climb up the ladder with my ass hanging out and like act like I didn't know. I'd walk back to our section to get a beer and stuff. So they were like, they warned me about that a couple times, and then I kept like just I I was just kept like uh f- like filling up my empty beer bottles and like splashing water around and just a oh, that's, that's a pretty funny gag. And like the next day was when we had that little private pool section. So that was like I was twenty one. Everyone was like, oh, wait till Sunday when we have this thing. It's so funny and shit. And uh, I was like, fuck, they might not let me in. No, they wouldn't remember you. And, uh, but I showed up, and it was like the exact same bouncer that, like, because I wasn't, like, rude when they were kicking me out. I was just like, wrecked. So they were just like, hey, your man's ass is out. Like, your buddy got to go. Oh, man. I'd, yeah, I'd like to go to Vegas. I, I think it would be for me. One time only. If I could swing it with the Grand Canyon, then I'd be up for it. Yeah, you're trying to hit that Grand Canyon? I'm trying to hit the Grand Canyon. I'm trying to hit the, the you know, the, uh, the Hoover Dam. I, I like historical sites. Yeah, I know you do. You like fucking historical sites in like some obscure Massachusetts town. Forget about like the Grand Canyon and national monuments. Oh, dude, if if something went down there, I wanna I wanna be a part of it. You know, there's there's a lot of history in the mundane. You don't have to go to D.C. to see great American history. Shut up. You moved out to New York and you were posting pictures like this is Bruce Springsteen's great aunt's house. This is where she was born <laughs> no, in 1863. Was Bruce Springsteen's childhood home in New Jersey. In uh, what's his, what town is he from? Freehold, New Jersey, or something. Someone's gonna know off the top. But we went. We saw the church he went to. I went to Louis Armstrong's <laughs> house in Corona, Queens. That's a great museum. So what? Did, what is like the church Bruce Springsteen went to? Who gives a fuck? Well, Bruce does. He sings about it in Growing Up. About and the then church? we went to his local diner. Well, he went to the Catholic school, or whatever. It's not like Bruce singing the Nicene Creed. You know? I know the song. I know Growing Up. Yeah, it's in, growing it's in Big Daddy. Up. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he was around there. Bruce, he, he grew up three, four houses down from St. Whatever's. He but, went like, to every, everyone went to church back then. You could go to any town, any church. I know, I know. They all went to grammar school. It's in, like, the 60s when Bruce was a kid, everybody's going to grammar school. Yeah, the church. nuns were beating people with rulers and shit. Right. And, and so the priests were fucking them. Bruce was way too often. You the priest? That. Yeah, the priest. Yeah, I mean, control. once is too One often. One in ten priests in Boston. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Boston was like the hotbed for it. No, to the point that it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a one-off. You know what I mean? It wasn't an anomaly. It was like, this is common behavior. I heard the priests in Boston used to walk around with this white bandana in their ass. And <laughs> <laughs> that would let the boys know that they were that, that top priest collar is actually a hanky. That's part <laughs> of hanky code. That's yeah, a tucked-in yeah. bandana. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they let the kids know they could help them get an A+. Plus. No, it was out of control. Like, everyone in your life has probably met a Muslim person, right? Muslims make up less than 1% of the country. And we've met Muslims. So if yeah. priests, if 10% of priests were molesting people in 2000, you, you met one. You know what I mean? Even if you didn't know so, and you weren't a victim, it was that ubiquitous. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I agree with you. Every Muslim has definitely raped a child. I agree with you. Well, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. I, I would disavow that, you know? Uh no, I mean, it, yeah, it's it was it was rampant. It was lots of like BC High was like <laughs> had like multiple guys just there alone. Oh, did it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, none of it was good. No, 
And they covered it up for like years and years. Like, dude, it, they still cover it up. Like, it's been out so much. They could be like, all right, we've got the books open. This is all the stuff that happened. But, but like two years ago, it came out that they did it in Pittsburgh in the seventies. It's like, dude, when people were cleaning this up, why would you not admit to all of it? Exactly, it, it has exactly. to come out one by one. Exactly, that's like there was a thing on Netflix about it where it was huge in Baltimore too, and at some point and shit like. And yeah, it's just so, like they cover all of it up. Like Penn State covered up the sin. It's like how do you cover up kids getting fucked? In like for how, what like, reason? Like how good of a linebacker coach is? This yeah, guy exactly. You like can't just get him out of here. Yeah, no, seriously, like, these priests, they would just be like, all right, go to this other place then. And they would send the guys to, like, 20 different churches around the country, and they'd fuck kids at every one of them. It's like, I don't think it was, I don't think your system's working there, bud. Dude, not at all. And then they took Cardinal Law, brought him right to the Vatican. Just give him up to the cops and get him, get it, get him out of here. Yeah, he was the Boston guy, right? I remember the name. Yeah, 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 Cardinal Law. They had the priests. They have like a thin white line, you know. They, they, they protect their own. Yeah, no, to a, to a disgusting degree. To an extreme degree that you would never, never even imagine. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Did you go to any Catholic schools? I went to some when I was younger. No, I didn't. I Actually, my high schools were Catholic. Now that I'm saying this, one of my one of the churches in Situate though ended up getting sold to the archdiocese in order to pay for the sex scandals. So the churches merged, but there were some people who never gave up the dream. So they they do they like tried to come and demolish it and put up some subdivision, but people have remained in there for 17 years, holding a continuous 24/7 vigil to protect the building. It's like, dude, oh really? 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the churches in Celtic, there's a bunch of churches, and they're all like, half of them got turned into condos and shit now. Yeah, do people still do they renovate it or like you're kind of living in an old church, and you can you can tell you got a stained glass window looking yeah. out over M Street. Uh, yeah, I don't know if because like Gate of Heaven, the church is still the church building, but they like across the street where the priest lived and shit, that all became condos and stuff like that. Hmm. They're wild, uh, right they're wild buildings, churches. I admire them when you're in the inside. They're fucking insane. I do. Yeah, some of them are a little lame, but some of them are great. So, I mean, they're just so big with the high ceilings and shit, and then the windows and stuff. Imagine it's crazy. the heating bill, though. A little drafty. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I haven't been to... I couldn't even tell you the last time I went to church, aside from, like, a wake or a funeral. Dude, I was going for a while, from like 2016 to 2018, but then there's another sex scandal. It's like, at the very least, I'm never putting a dollar in this basket again. You know, you guys own hundreds of millions of dollars in assault lawsuits. This is insanity. Yeah, but then you look like the cheapo in your aisle. You do look like the cheapo, and there is a ton of pressure, because they do point it right in your face and bring it back. Like, it's going past you. You have to stare straight ahead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, straight straight ahead. Like you can't even acknowledge it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess if you wanted to be discreet, you could get one of those envelopes that they put out. I, in the church I have noticed. I think empty. I've noticed too, though. Like the times I do go, like on like Christmas Eve, sometimes and shit. They've also, uh, at least where I go, it's like after twenty five fucking years of my life, all of a sudden they switched up the way they say shit and like the way they sing shit. They did. They changed the words in like 2010. There was a new translation in English. So they used to say, and also with you famously, and it's in with your spirit. In, in you know, if for regular people who go regularly, regular parishioners, like people got over that confusion, you know, 
eight years ago, but on Christmas Eve's Easter Sundays, you still hear people fuddle, fumble it up because it was that way for like 45 yeah, years. You can't just, how are you going to change that? I agree. And it's in with your spirit. What does that even mean? We had a priest with this croaking voice who would sing the Our Father in the most insane way that was it was like off putting. You would get nauseous listening to it. Yeah, there's you always random. There's always random parts they sing. Yeah, and I feel like that does change, or at least I don't even know yeah. who who sings what. Can they you make all, a guy always sang uh, through him with him in him. Do you guys sing that part? Dude, the best one that they abandoned was Christ has died. Yeah, Christ, Christ is risen. risen. Christ will come again. I thought that was a great number, and we lost it. They don't say that no more. They don't sing that anymore. Oh yeah, they always sang that part. Uh, yeah, and I there's still a few. When I have, when I do go back, sometimes there are some church songs, and I'm like, oh, I actually don't mind this song. Oh, some of them are hits. My favorite is "Faith of Our Fathers." Even he takes away the sins of the world is a classic. Yeah, I like. I don't even know a lot of the names. He takes away the sins of the world. I like. Uh, Make me a child of your peace. That one's good. Is that how it goes? <laughs> I don't know that one, but I, I believe it. That one's good. Uh, he the raise you up one. They played all the funerals. That one's hot. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh. I'm trying to Danny think. Boy, they'll play it a lot of funerals. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, but that's not really church, is it? That's just like an Irish thing, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good I don't point. know. Maybe it is. My listeners have been dying for some church music takes, so this is going <laughs> to... Not enough people give the... You know, we should do the year-end church music Grammy Awards. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to like listen to a bunch of them to really remember the good ones. I'm trying. I'm like drawing a blank now. They do cycle through, but you, you go through a lot of them. Oh, you, you know, know what I like? to hundreds. You know what's probably the best one is... uh. Here I am, Lord. You know that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it I, Lord? Yeah, I fuck with that one. There's a lot of classics. Yeah. I, yeah, I went to Catholic school as a kid, so we had to, like, memorize songs, memorize prayers and shit. You would memorize songs? Oh, yeah, we had to do that. We I had religion class, like, my whole fucking life. Yeah, I never did any of that. We had just CCD once a week. That's what I mean. I See, I didn't have to do CCD, but I had, like, religion class even in high school and shit. Right, right. So stupid. And you went to all sorts of high schools. You were repeating materials. You were in Genesis 1 for, like, six years. <laughs> religion class was always a class where it's, like, it's pretty hard to get lower than a C. You didn't but you to... can get a C in religion class? Oh, yeah, just don't do any homework like I did, but you weren't right, going to fail right. it. The tests were pretty... If you just read the book for like five minutes, you could probably pass the test. Well, it's repetitive stuff that you've been, you've been exposed to in these schools your whole life. You'd have to yeah. be pretty dense to pick none of it. And up. honestly, it's like probably what I retained the least of is religion throw. Like I don't remember like anything I learned. Nothing at all. I mean, if I hear like the stories and shit, I'll be like, oh, I remember that one. But like, oh, there's some people who have great recall. John Paul, like deceptively, has an unbelievable memory of so many biblical stories. Especially, you know, Jesus in the Gospels, I can get pretty good. But some of the Old Testament stuff, I have no clue what's going on. Except the big, big hits like David and Goliath, you know, and Moses' stuff. But you've got people, who, they know all about King David, Solomon. That, that's that's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, see, I like I know some of them, but I don't even know the names. Like, who's the guy where it was like, uh, he like uh, was supposed to pick between the two sons or some shit? That would be Abraham, yeah, and he was going to kill Isaac for God. And then Isaac, then God was like, I'm just playing. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Psych. And then the classic one is Job, who loves God, and then God kills his family, gives him diseases, kills his cows, 
and then Satan's like, and because Satan dared him to do it. That seems a little petty. Dared God to do it? And God... Yeah, Satan was like, I bet you God, w- I bet you Job only loves you because he has so many blessings. If bad things happen to Job, he would forsake you. And then God was like, well, watch me. And he just, he ruined Job's life. Did he triple dog dare him? He probably, he probably I think he just had to double dog dare him. So what about, I don't, I'm not, I, I know the name Job, but I'm drawing blanking on the story. Did I think he at you least know the like, name Job from Arrested Development. Did like after like the joke passed and he like clowned on Satan, was he like, did he throw Job some pussy or something like after? Dude, I'll look it up, but I, I believe he did not because some of the Old Testament is extremely uninspiring with a very vindictive God. Like Ecclesiastes basically is just like from dust to dust, you know, we're here and then you're dead and you only create meaning out of what you do. So it's very confusing. You don't really know what's going on. And they put conflicting stuff in there. I, I don't know what he did. Poor Job. Oh, Job is restored to health, riches, and family and lives to see his children to the fourth generation. So, so I, I don't know how God brought him back, but he got him. <laughs> I mean, seems like a bit of a loophole. He's bringing back dead people for only it Job and no one else. interesting, you know. And then bringing back dead people. You know Lazarus from the, uh, you know, Jesus made him rise. So there's stuff you you retain, but I know Q Lazarus from the uh, Silence of the Lambs soundtrack. I should watch Silence of the Lambs because I love Anthony Hopkins. He was in that movie about the popes, two popes. Q Lazarus sings "Goodbye Horses." Okay. Q Lazarus, very entertaining. Uh, Wikipedia read. Is Q Lazarus a character or a actor? He's a. It's a mystery of a singer. It's a. Uh, I believe it was a woman. It didn't really... She doesn't sound like a woman in that song much. And no one, like... People don't know if she's alive or not to this day. Like, she just disappeared. She has had that one song that Buffalo Bills dances to. Dude, she's from New Jersey. Wait, the Buffalo Bills dance to it still? Yeah, you know, the no, the song in the movie. Dude, after years of speculation, uh, as of 2018, she's a bus driver on Staten Island. Yeah, dude. And she sings that song, Goodbye, home. Dude, when I come back to the city, that'll be one of my New York trips, is to go find <laughs> Lazarus Q and ride her bus. Find Q Lazarus? That, wow, that's pretty crazy. That's what I'm saying. What she's kind a, of name is that? She's an interesting read. She just has that one song, and he tucks his dick in and dances to it, and it's like a famous song because of that. Dang. I, I've got to see it. i got to see that movie. Oh, you've never seen it? I haven't seen it. It was in Married to the Mob, too. I, I bet I would like that. I've actually seen it, but I... I'm usually the guy who hasn't seen like any popular movies, so I, I can't give you much grief for not seeing it. Yeah, there are so many I've missed, but I'm an expert on the mob genre at this point. I really caught up on the mob movies over quarantine. Yeah, see, even like The Godfather, I didn't see until like five, six years ago. Like Even that, I was late to the party. I was late to the party, and then I didn't even see Godfather 2 until I like tried once. I fell asleep. They are long movies. You know? So long. So long and a little slow, and Godfather 3 is just not good. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Definitely not. You got to see it if you see the first two, but. Yeah, I'm an hour and a half guy. Give me an hour and a half movie. See, but then like Goodfellas and Casino are really long and I love those. Casino is really long, but I knew that and I was only going to watch it once. Godfather 2 is one of those movies. In Godfather, it's like you have to watch it a bunch of times to really see everything, to get it. And the key to watching the movie, I feel like, is getting the lines down. You know, you, you know I'm not going to memorize the lines after one watch. So I don't want to have to re, re-watch a three-hour movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can watch Casino all the time. Pesci's so fucking funny in it. 
Do you really? You watch Casino multiple times? I got. Yeah, I mean, I don't sit there and watch it from start to finish. But whenever it's on TV, I'll put it on. Like I, if it's on like HBO, I'll watch it. Like falling asleep sometimes and stuff. Yeah, Casino's Casino is definitely good. Oh, Joe Pesci is fucking hilarious in it. Is he supposed to be? <laughs> Probably not, but the way he talks and I don't know, he just makes. I had no idea until this year that Joe Pesci was in Home Alone. That's pretty crazy. I mean, he didn't know he was in Home Alone. I didn't know it's who like, Joe Pesci was when I was a child. It's one of the most like, famous watch, childhood movies. But I didn't watch, I didn't revisit Home Alone after it's I It's on TV all December, a whole fucking life, like a hundred times. I know, times. but I usually skip it. You're watching fucking Dave Ramsey shit, like. I, I do you watch, you're going to watch Home Alone this year? I already have, yeah, it's always on. I like Home Alone. You watch the whole thing? I mean, maybe. If it's on TV, I'm definitely watching parts of it. I'm out on Home Alone, it's, you know. I don't know. For what? You just like to be out on everything. That's your fucking shtick. No, no. For me, Macaulay Culkin, you know, who knows what kind of abuse was going on on that set, you know? <laughs> I can't I can't support that. His father is, uh, his father in the Home Alone is in The Sopranos. His, fa- his father's home's in The Sopranos? No, his father, the actor who plays his father in Home Alone is also in The Sopranos. Oh, right, right. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Tony's, like, uh, informant with the, uh, cops early on. Right, right, right. I remember that guy, the crooked cop that he exchanges information with. Yeah, he ends up killing himself because Tony yeah. ruined his life. And because he didn't get called for Home Alone 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, The Sopranos. What a damn show, huh? A great show. I haven't rewatched it, but I have watched it once and I think about it all the time. Oh, you never rewatch? I've, I've rewatched it a couple times. I've rewatched it within the last year. I probably rewatch it. Every like year and a half, two years. When you rewatch it, do you watch it in order, or do you just skip around and go for a greatest hits? Oh, I mean, like sometimes I'll come home and just throw on like a random. I'll just start season three like out of the blue and watch two or three. I've done that, but if I like, I've rewatched it start to finish a few times. I gotta do it. I love that show so much. In so many of my memories, like I have better recollections of the beginning seasons. You know what I mean? Like season five, season six, I never really know. Like on Talking Sopranos, a great podcast. They had Benny Fazio on. Yeah, I have no recollection of who Benny Fazio was. He was in twenty six episodes. You know Benny. He's the one who wants to kill Adi Bugo because Adi. Uh, I know because he's I fucking the that. waitress that Adi has a crush on. Right, but I don't remember that. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, I love Adi Bugo. Though. It, it, Huge that show, Bugo fan. That show legitimately makes me laugh so much more than any other show like ever has, dude. It's so funny. There are intentionally funny parts, but then I think just some of it is so outlandish that it's not intentionally funny. Oh, yeah, things like like one of the funniest scenes in the whole show is not intentionally funny is when Tony uh, beats the guy with the fucking belt. Mm -hmm. Or or Christopher's Intervention. That's my favorite scene in the whole series. That's the funniest funniest shit ever, dude. It's an amazing show. Yeah, I mean, it's just brilliant. It really is because the writing's like intentionally funny sometimes, just like unintentionally hilarious other times. There's so many good quotes. AJ, no fucking ZD. And there's so many good characters. Oh. Like. They're almost all good. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, like, every character is, like, funny in some ways, and, like, you can like him in some ways, hate him in some ways. I'm a Carmella fan. I think the male fandom especially is too hard on Carmella. They treat Carmella like she's worse than Tony. I think she is, like, a great actress, and she plays the fuck out of that part. I think she's supposed to be kind of, like, annoying sometimes and be a bitch sometimes. It's, like, intentional, but... I don't like hate her. Dude, there are a ton of people who hate Carmella. They're like, no, she Janice. shouldn't have ever given, given Tony any fury. She knew what she signed up for. She was happy to take the money. It's like, dude, no. obviously the guy who is the gangster is a worse person Janice, than his I wife. Hate. Janice, oh, I fucking yeah. hate. And the mother, I hate. I hate the mother's guts. 
I do hate the mother's got to do it. The mother's acting job didn't exactly do it for me either. Oh, her voice. The voice. Awful. But Janice is like the worst. She's supposed to be, but still, she's awful. Yeah, yeah. I love Bobby Bacalado. He's my favorite. Bobby's hilarious. I'm a Bobby fan. He's funny. Thick and thin. He's obsessed with fucking trains, the big idiot. Like, <laughs> uh, He beats Janice up Tony. so awful when she feeds him that ziti. He beats up Tony. I know. That's a great episode. Yeah. Oh, it's, he's the only guy who ever like, beats up Tony, really. Soprano home movies. And then Tony makes him do his first and only hit. Under the boardwalk. <laughs> you Sopranos, yeah. you take it too far. He's like, ah, uh, he's real all out when they're playing Monopoly. He's like, show me in the rules it says that. <laughs> I'm all about Bacala. Yeah, he has another. What's the line he says when he's talking about, uh, he's like, I wouldn't mind it. You know, he's like... Smoking mushrooms all day, collecting government checks. Oh, <laughs> uh, and when when Junior's watching TV and uh, he thinks he's Larry David is him, and Bobby's it's a program, Junior. It's a program. <laughs> him and Junior's relationship's hilarious. Junior's hilarious. Oh, he's so fucking funny, dude. And the whole Uncle June in the muff thing was so funny. Oh, blabbermouth cunt. He's so pissed about that. He uh, gives up like the only meaningful relationship he has in his life. And in that one, uh, Carmel is like, "Oh, please, Tony, once a year on my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a show! It's the best. Oh man! All right, I don't know. We got about an hour here. I don't want to keep you too long. How long do you usually go for? Uh, when I'm by myself, like 45 to an hour, but a lot of people usually like an hour. I don't. Know. Oh, you'll do solo episodes? For now, I don't. I don't love it, but I don't have anyone to do them with all the time. So. Yeah, and you'd rather you know not miss a week. Yeah, well, I what I just wanted to start it, and I asked a couple of people, and it didn't like it just didn't work out. No one wanted to start one at the same time and shit. So. And if people cancel last minute on you, so then I was just like, like if fuck I canceled it. on you, you would have just done it, right? Yeah, I would have. Well, I, I I won't even put this out until Thursday, so I would have tried to figure it out with you if I had to. Right, right, right. But yeah, so then it was just like fuck. I want to start one. I'm I don't want to wait around, it's, especially with COVID and shit. I got to do something. And right. Then once I started, it was like, well, you got to do an episode every week, no matter what. So. Yeah. No, you work. have to. Consistency is key. Yeah, exactly. So, how's how's your pod going? You know, our pod has remained consistent. I, its growth has not remained consistent. But check out my podcast, Series Finale Podcast. The Definitely only podcast where three comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never even seen. We had Jack on before. I, we advertised. We'll advertise again. Series Finale, Zach Brazau, Jack Burke, John Paul Rivera, all three of them are very, very funny guys. It's a legitimately funny podcast. I don't know how the growth stuff works. but Yeah, we have a good time on that. We get pretty irreverent. Yeah, no, they, it's a it's a good mix of three different styles of idiots, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. In a good way, because I think you and John Paul are actually pretty smart guys. Just Jack's a legitimate bonehead. You know, it, it, we vary in intelligence levels, but we all bring a lot of love and humor. Yeah, no, it's it's legitimately funny. Give it a listen. Series finale, Zach. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for uh, having if me. If you Kyle. want, he puts Instagram videos and he trashes Dave Ramsey. If you're a Ramsey aholic, don't listen. I, to him. I roast him out of love. I love Dave. I, because I'm a professional, I looked up who he was before this because I don't know who he is. I just see your videos. Dude, Dave's in hot water right now because he's not telling any of his employees to have masks and he had a breakout of over 100 people and he's flipping out about the pandemic. So he has 100 I, I don't employees? Know that, what? He has 100 employees? He's got 800 employees. Who the fuck? How have I never heard of this fucking guy? He's the third most highly listened to radio program in the country. 
he is from the South and he's very Christian to the point that it, like he's evangelical. It comes up, you know what I mean? Like even in Massachusetts, religious people don't just like talk about God (laughs) when they're talking about finances. We grew up in a secular place, but it will creep into almost everything with him. He calls it finance God and grandma's way. So it's, he's not as popular in the Northeast, but there are other fans out there. Besides you. Yeah, I got Jack into him, dude. Jack's debt free now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he changes the life around. I could use some debt free help, dude. Debt freedom is where it's at. Yeah, I need. I gotta pay off my fucking credit card. I hate debt. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think anyone likes it. Some people are right with it. They accept it as inevitable. I I hate debt. Yeah, see, I went most of my life without really having it until the last couple of years. Like, but what are you gonna do? You can't take it with you, am I right? No, you can't. It's... So run up the cards and then croak. Exactly, exactly. Leave everyone else to fucking deal with it. And they don't have to. Nobody has to pay your debts when you're dead. No. But it does come out of your estate if you were trying to leave a house to your children. Yeah. I'm going to get the house first. And the children. <laughs> yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we have the house. When it's even fathomable. Hey, it will be. Hell yeah. Positive Buy attitude. Bruce Springsteen's old house. <laughs> yeah. I might have to go to Springsteen's fucking great aunt's house on Coney Island. I never got out to Coney Island. I got out to Staten Island. I, I Did I go to City Island? Probably. I was all over the place. Yeah, I love I the boroughs, to, baby. I didn't go to Coney Island. Definitely not. I didn't make it out there. Well, it'll not even like, be there. I'm not like, fuck Coney Island. Like, I, just, I, didn't, I definitely didn't go there. I know that. No, it's like Nantasket Beach, but way in deep Brooklyn, is my <laughs> understanding. Yeah, I haven't been to Nantasket in fucking years. Oh, Nantasket's beautiful. You gotta come out. That's what. That's your preference? Don't you live near beaches? I, I, Nantasket is not my preference, but I will. I, you know, I drive by. I live near a lot of beaches. I'm that's a what I'm saying. You're, you're on the South Shore. You're gonna go to fucking Nantasket? Oh yeah, we got the resident parking permits. We're not going now over to Nantasket. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Where for thing situated or whatever? Yeah, Situate has four beaches in town, and if you're, you can, you know, get a park. Yeah, yeah, the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Well, look at you, rich boy, the beach house. Oh, yeah, we got, well, I live a mile and a half away from the beach, but. Hey, not bad. You can walk the dog down there. My dog is a fat, fat bulldog. He's not walking anywhere. <laughs> I take him to the woods, dude. What I try and do is I try and make sure the dog, like, takes a dookie before I take him there, because I don't want to have to pick up his duke. And without fail, he takes Dookie at the house. I drive him over to the woods. We go for a walk. He takes another one just to spite me, just so I have to pick it up. In the, I hate it. In the woods, you might be able to kick some leaves on it, depending on where he dukes. No, you can't because it's on a walking path. It's so rude. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, on a path, yeah. If it's off the side of the path, though. Nah, you still got to get it out yeah. of there. I mean, I pick up nasty. the poops, but that's just me. I'm a hero. Right. We all got to be heroes. If you want people to act like heroes, you got to act like a hero. Yeah, that's what's gotten me this far. Be a hero. Yeah, exactly. That mentality's got me to this point. All right. I'll let you go. I feel like I said it three times now. All right, King uh, Kyle. Thanks Thank for doing it. I had fun. What, what's the name of this pod? Uh, Acquired Taste with Kyle McNally. That, nice. Did, did we hit the taste? Zach's a big I would listener. say my quays are acquired. My tastes are acquired. Uh, Church yeah, music. The, pref- the, uh, the idea of the name was, I don't know, maybe you can give an opinion on this. Is I I think especially my younger years like teenagers years and early twenties drinking and stuff, most people I met hated me at first, or thought I was like a big loudmouth asshole at first, and then usually I'm pretty nice if you get to know me. But that was the thought behind the name. 
So you're setting yourself up to be hated, and then you want people to love you. Well, I don't even think I'm setting myself up. I just think, like, especially, like, like I said, going to, like, growing up, drinking at parties and stuff, I'm loud. I like to make jokes. I like to make fun of people. You're showing your ass at the wind casino pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Letting <laughs> letting the cheeks breathe. So I, I, I'm not for everyone, but usually the more you hang out with me, you start to, like, realize I'm not so no, bad. No, I would say you're, you're, pretty, for, you're for pretty much everyone. Though You have a good heart, and everyone can see that. Oh, and you've got an accent, which is an asset, as people become increasingly no-accented. I, I got no respect for the people without the accent. Yeah, you're, you're a heavy accent. Some people say that, other people don't, you know. No, you definitely got it. I think I probably do, but sometimes you try and you try and wash it away. I definitely have the ability. I could mask it completely, I think. You think, yeah. But Did I, you have to in school or anything? I would say I had to in college. Because yeah, my it, sister really kind of... Went to when she went to school, hers was kind of it, it's less now. In college, I definitely totally muted it because there is a level of not lo- lowered expectations. I think when people are marked with an accent, but uh, once I graduated and had a job, I definitely kept the accent, and I think it always it, people enjoy it, you know, and I enjoy it too. A lot of people think that keeping your heritage is just about immigrating from one country to another, but you should also keep the heritage of your local region. We don't all need to become an Applebee's, you know and sound like a news anchor you should keep you know i try and keep dungarees alive i try and keep uh i don't even know if this is a boston phrase but i try and say listen please a lot i know you're a big uh big fresh guy stop being fresh you got to keep that stuff yeah alive. yeah i always say like i'm not being i'm not trying to be fr- i'll like say that to people and i like don't even think they know what i mean i'll be like hey i'm not even trying to be fresh like and i'll tell them something and i'm like i don't even know if they know what that means but that's a key that's a key statement you know you have to keep that stuff Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I say I talk like I always talk. You know what I mean? Right. And the nuances of the regional language go beyond packy and scratchy. You know, yeah, it's I think also it's, I think it's funny a lot of the times. Like, it just makes you a little different. Like, I think comics from other places make me laugh when they talk like that, you know? Oh, dude, I'll relate to anyone with an accent, no matter where it's from, even if I'm not from there. You know what I mean? Midwest people have hilarious accents. Southern accents are phenomenal. Yeah, I've been uh, really enjoying uh, the last year or two. I've I learned that like that Baltimore accent exists, and I've been uh, rewatching The Wire. I've been really enjoying doing that accent in my book. Oh, do they get it right in the show? There's a couple characters who are clearly like from that area, but I didn't know. Did you know that existed? Like, no, I didn't. Have you ever heard the Baltimore accent? No, I wouldn't be able to place it. Oh, dude, it's like I don't even know what it, they say. Like, oh, is like funny. It'll be like. Like, I can't, I'm drawing a blank. Like, yo, like, if, if they were trying to say, like, yo, what's up? I'd be like, yo, what's up? Like, it's this weird, like. Oh, you know what? You, you just sounded like Stavros Halkios, who is from he's, Baltimore. He does that voice. He does it. He's one of the first people I heard do it. And when I heard him do it, I was like, it's something clicked in my head where I was like, dude, I watched The Wire and I thought some of the people were just, like, bad actors. I was yeah, like, dude, I had no idea until you just did it and called it a Baltimore accent. I thought he was, like, just parroting, like, an idiot stoner. No, guy. dude. They, I didn't realize they that say was, like, like They'll say, guy. like, turn the lights on. They'll say, like, on for on. It's, like, this bizarre accent they have. I kind of like it. No, I've been laughing saying it to myself for a fucking week or two now. You should just become Kyle from Baltimore. Become a Ravens fan. Yeah, I don't know, like, thing. how to fully do that. I'd have to immerse myself in it a little bit more but i am a big fan of it i tried that once i tried to learn the appalachian accent which is very difficult but it's amazing i don't know what that is like they say a lot of stuff like day gum and they'll say uh side goggling like if something's like a little askew or off you say all oh, that 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 their shed side goggling and then you'd call like a bag a poke 
it was there was a few things i don't think that many people talk like that but i would like to meet someone who does yeah and i mean it also like changes even like like uh going like the boston accent like there's still like uh random words that like my grandparents or, like my mother will even say like in that kennedy accent like the number foa and shit like that foa foa dooryard foa is a classic one and then bathroom well, like hoss like a hoss's ass i i hate hoss. hoss i hate hoss so much i don't think anyone who says hoss seriously hoss hoss is so ridiculous to me uh, what else is a good one? Old one, pisser, pisser. I never, I never hear pisser. My I dad used to say. When I was a kid, my dad would say it. I never heard anyone like except my dad and his friends say it. Really? Yeah. Like I, me and my friends never said that one. No, I. You hear that one? That ends up parody, but I've never actually seen it in the wild. Yeah, that became like uh, like on the Yankee suck shirts. It was like pisser, right? <laughs> Stuff like that. Triple decker. That's a great one. Uh, for what? Like a house? Yeah. Yeah. Or an Irish battleship. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I love when they say that one. Yeah, this, those are funny. Day Foa. I don't say Foa, do you? No, I didn't. But I, I, I'll hear like, uh, like people, like I remember, like my grandparents would say words like that. I've met people whose grandparents say Foa, like uh, old timers. I also like when people call them old timers. <laughs> yeah. Old timers might be the white Boston version of the phrase "old head." Yeah, I like old head. Yeah, I like old head, but I like old timers. Yeah. Or or the best one ever. This is mostly when people talk about like immigration. Artie says this a lot. The older generation. I love when people say the older generation. <laughs> That's because Artie's like parents are right off the boat Polish and shit. The older generation doesn't like when we do this. Yeah, like what does that even mean when Artie's saying this? I don't know. I don't know. It means <laughs> like forty year olds. Yes. I love how nebulous it is. Yeah, that's a good one. So in summary, if you have an accent, keep one. If you don't, teach your children. Learn a yeah. new one. No, I think it's funny, though, because, like, it happens to me all the time where, like, I'm so stupid and ignorant. Like, I don't realize certain words or phrases are, like, unique to, like, New England or Boston. And then you say them to people, and they, like, don't even know what you mean. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I can't think of too many that, that don't mean, like, vaguely the same thing. But I think a lot of people, will, like, say the word bizarre in Boston. And I think that the frequency with which we say that word is unique. I use that area. word a ton, yeah, definitely. A lot, a lot. It's huge. Yeah, I definitely use that a lot. That's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say bizarre. I use that probably on a daily basis, I'd say. I, I would say most people do. And I don't think nat- nationwide people are jumping to bizarre. <laughs> yeah, you think? No, I think they're going odd, strange. I My boss was making fun of He said, like, I guess no one calls liquor stores package stores. I don't think they do. I do think that's a regional one. Yeah, because he was like, that was like his joke in a Boston accent was that. And I was like, I didn't know that was. That... And then Nips is the big one. They call them like miniature bottles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I always call them Nips. I never called them anything else. I've never even heard anyone, even people without accents, call them anything other than Nips. Yeah, no, I still say Nips, yeah. That's like what they are, yeah. I agree. Even like if you go to the store, I'd be like, let me get like a couple of Nips of Fireball. Like that's what they Yeah, are. I don't know what you would call them otherwise. I had no idea that that was not said nationwide. Yeah, everyone should just talk like me, realistically. Me and my friends, we should be... No, everybody should just talk like, a, but they should talk like their region, you know. You should, you got to preserve, you got to preserve the language. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you there. That's like what makes Joe Pesci makes me laugh at Casino because he's doing that like Midwestern fucking accent. Oh, and the New Jersey people crack me up. The way the Sopranos people talk, it cracks me up. It's hilarious. Oh, I mean, that's just like the hilarious like Italian shit. I love them. They they make me laugh so much. I say moots it out all the time. Uh, yeah, now. like uh, so outrageous. When Com says uh, like regat pie, regat. <laughs> you just you don't even speak Italian, but you just way overpronounce these very basic. American that's like the kids dishes. I went to school with. I went to like high school in like Eastie and Everett and stuff. Even over there, there's like the kids. That's how like their parents would talk. They would mozzarella. Cause they, yeah, because like Eastie was like a mostly like Italian neighborhood right, growing right. up, so like those people still talk like that over there. That's hilarious. I love it. Oh yeah, it's great. All right, big dog. All right. Did we get what you need? No, we got plenty. Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, good. All right. Thank you for listening. Series listeners. finale podcast. Listener Zach Brazau, my good friend. Fuck Dave Ramsey. Tell him I said it. Bye bye. Uh, you know, I'll I'll relay the message to him. You wouldn't be the first dater. Yeah, tell Dave Ramsey and Ed Markey, please pass my message along. <laughs> I will me. pass it along to Ed Markey in the next uh, when I call Liz Warren. I'll let her know you also wanted to resign. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Good night, everybody. All right. Bye bye.